poppin' everyone? I'm KP and you're watching the Soda Pop Podcast. This is season four, episode two, and today's guest, do you want to introduce yourself? Sure. Um, my name is Ben South. I am a student in the music department and I am a senior this year, so I'll be graduating in May. Yeah, so uh, what made you decide to choose UNA's music department? Um, it was a, a conglomerate of things. Uh, a big, big parts of that were my voice teacher, who I was looking for at the time, and the choir director and the choir program here at UNA. Um, when I was looking for getting my program, getting into the program, I was trying to find that voice teacher that fit me best and fit my learning style best because it's so integral and growing as an artist is having someone who's there to teach you and help you learn. And if, they, if you don't click with them, then you won't, you won't do well. So I found Dr. Gretchen Went. Uh, she was, I think it was her second or third year when I was here. And when I tell you, it was, we clicked really well and I knew at that point, I was like, yeah, this is the right place for me because I knew about the choir program fairly well at this point. And I, um, it just felt like home yeah, by the time I was already yeah. here. That's awesome. So, um, what sort of like opportunities have you been given to sort of grow as an artist since you've been here? Oh, um, that's one of my favorite things about UNA, if I'm being honest, is there's so many opportunities. You just have to look for them and find them. My uh, freshman year, I was a music education major at the time before I decided I wanted to perform full time. And I was seeing the opera. It was their first semester I was here, A House Without a Christmas Tree. And Dr. Brown was there, and when I was there, I was talking to him, I was like, yeah, it looks great. And he was like, well, I'm looking for an assistant conductor. And I was like, okay, well, what does that mean? So he, he explained to explained to me what it was and how that worked. And basically, I would just sub in for him when he was not available, because at that time, he had just started his position as the executive director of the School of Arts. Yeah. So um, I spent a lot of time... Uh, learning music that I was not familiar with and getting ready to conduct my peers, which was a really daunting task at that time because a lot of those peers were upperclassmen and I was having to get used to a leadership style that I wasn't used to and a lot out of my comfort zone. (laughs) So that's one of the most relevant ones, I think, to the whole process. Yeah, so you've conducted. um, I also see that you were a music director. Yeah. What did you music direct? So I, um, with the conducting, I was the assistant conductor of opera for uh, about, from about August of 2019 up until recently, whenever they changed the directors. And then music direction, I worked as the music director for Little Shop of Horrors oh, for Summer Theater. awesome. Little Shop of Horrors is my favorite musical, so I, I really appreciate that. It was a fun show to do. I, um, I got a lot of opportunities in that. Alongside assisting the music director, I a lot of times would help and play piano in rehearsals as the rehearsal pianist. So yeah, that's that was awesome. a fun bit. I also work as the music director at my church. I work as the worship leader music director there. And I've been there since August of 2020. Yeah, that's really awesome. So um, you mentioned your church. What else have you done outside of UNA? And how has UNA kind of helped you with that? Mm-hmm. Well, I, um, I'm trying to think of all the things I've done since I've been at UNA. Uh, the summer after my freshman year, I applied that year to go to Westchester University. They had a summer institute for conducting. So I went there and I sang... Um, or I sang in the choir, and then I was also conducting workshops. So we sang through a bit of the Fari Requiem and just different eclectic pieces. And it was a really fun time. I also, the year after that, I think, yeah, 
the year after that, I did the NYU, so that's New York University's classical uh, voice intensive. That's we were, really cool. I was supposed to be in New York for two weeks for it, but that's when the COVID pandemic happened, yeah. so it's all virtual. But needless, regardless to say, it was a really good experience, and I learned a lot in that time. So it was a really enjoyable time. Yeah, and you also do um, arrangements, right? Yeah, yeah. I um, So I have a few arrangements published at the time. I think it's around six right now. Yeah. I, um, I do those for local um, choirs and such. I did one, my first one I did was for my alma mater from high school, Muscle Shoals High School, and I did an arrangement of Thunder by Imagine Dragons. Aww. Uh, but I think the biggest one I've done at this point was for a, a group of choirs, is it Indiana University East? And I don't remember the, I think it's World House Choir was the name it was. And they did uh, request an arrangement of Found Tonight by Ben Platt and then oh, Miranda. Uh, for piano, choir, and cello. And I did that, I think that was winter of 20... I think it was winter of 2019, maybe winter of 2020. But those are really enjoyable things to do. I get to learn new music because I don't listen to a lot of popular music. <laughs> uh, one, one I did recently was um, Billie Eilish's um, Ocean Eyes this, yeah. this spring. And it was just like, I've never heard this song, but it's really pretty. So <laughs> it's an exciting yeah, thing I to do. Yeah, I also saw um, you did Great Big Beautiful Tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Are I, you a Disney fan? Um, somewhat. That was done for one of my friends. He uh, oh, He's getting okay. married in, I think, October. And he requested that I did an arrangement of that for oh, that's so cute. some of the people in the wedding. And then also an arrangement for, um, it was for violin, cello, and harp of Unchained Melody. So. Aww. Those are for their, their wedding, and it was a it was a fun endeavor to do that because I kind of put those together this summer, so it yeah. was a, a fun time. Yeah, that's really fun. Um, so we've kind of gotten into your music stuff. Let's talk a little bit more about the School of the Arts. So you're a student worker mm-hmm. alongside me. Um, can you kind of describe your job and like? Tell us a little bit about your experience. Yeah, I um I started out working for the School of the Arts in August of 2019. I started out working through the um, the gallery, so I was spending Saturdays and some weeknights here with the gallery and telling people about the exhibits and working through that. And I did that up until this past spring, and now I'm working. I've changed positions in the office, so I'm no longer working with the gallery, and I'm working uh, actually assisting with the podcast, yeah. helping out uh, with scheduling the guests and. So that's a really a neat experience, but I'm also working with a lot of the tech in the office. So basically just helping out where needed. We got new iPads, and that's pretty much what I do in the office. Yeah, Ben chose himself as a guest, so you guys are welcome for that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, thank you for being here, by the way. Uh, <laughs> um, so before, um, you were, last year you were a, on the SOTA student leaderboard. You were mm-hmm. the chair, actually. Can you tell yeah. us a little bit about what that is mm-hmm. just for people who don't know and like kind of why you liked it what yeah. your experience was like of course i think uh to talk about the student leaders board we need to go back to where what happened and how that started it was back at the beginning of the school of arts when they were first starting dr brown our former executive director and the staff here at the school of the arts all worked together to come up with the idea where they had a board for the students to work as a Basically, like a, they have a steering committee full of faculty, but this is, it would be like a, the equivalent for students. So it's to give the students a voice and help them represent what they want and what they need for the school. 
So they had uh, one board for a year, and then I applied the year after that. And I was, uh, was just, I just was on the board and I helped out. I wasn't the chair that year, but we had a wonderful chair then. then. Um, the year after that, we had, uh, that's when I was chair. And we started a group of um, new initiatives to do. So last year we had um, master classes on Zoom, which were a very interesting thing yeah. to get figured out. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> I can imagine. It was quite successful, honestly. Um, we had four master classes throughout the year. We had a lot of student engagement, and that was my goal for it. I wanted to have the students at UNA to have an experience to stay engaged amid this pandemic that we had never experienced before. So having that and having them be able to reach, that was super special, I think. Um, we also had a student showcase last year where you got to come and get shirts and food and look at all the work that students have done yeah. here. Uh, we also started a scholarship initiative for people in the School of the Arts, uh, or a creative award, uh, so we can give uh, money for people who are doing projects with the arts. So I think yeah. it's a really special thing. I'm really grateful. I stepped down as chair last year to work on some more personal projects this year, but I'm really excited for the board this year. I think that it's going to be a really great thing. We have all of the disciplines recognized this year, so... I'm really excited and eager to see where they go with it this year. Yeah, well, we kind of have to thank you for, like, doing all the hard work so that we already have things in place. I think, uh, as you say hard work, I think, yeah, you have to stay committed, but I think when you look at the arts, so many people in the arts don't see it as work. Yeah. <laughs> it comes out to, like, a a, a really enjoyable thing, and you, you it's almost like an immediate draw because you want to help and make change for the better and i think it's so special that people are willing to do that yeah definitely and um if any of you are school of the arts students and you want to get in touch with one of the student leaders um you can find us on the una website um it's just under the school of the arts and it should say student leaderboard so you can even google it i i googled my name today and it pulled up so <laughs> fun <laughs> project for you guys little homework um so what do you think just makes the school of the arts special Oh, the School of the Arts, especially like with UNA's inviting campus, I feel like there's so many parts of the UNA are just a very family-like aspect. I think with the School of the Arts, it concentrates that a lot. There's all these people who are so passionate about their personal disciplines, and they come together and to this one idea where we're all able to grow and all able to find new ideas from looking at each other's disciplines. I think cross-disciplinary work is really special. And being able to learn, like, for example, I'm a music major, you're a, a cat major. So finding that finding that separation and what's similar and what's different yeah. is so interesting. You know, we're able to find new things and learn new things which in turn helps me grow my art and you grow yours yeah, yeah. That, that's something i think is really special too like um when i was working on a like senior thesis film mm. set last year i was so surprised to see like how many people were like from the art department or like yeah. even some from the music department just because we really are all here to help each other it's really special and i think um i even talking with our former executive director so much of growing and trying to learn as an artist you can learn so much from your peers and learn so much about your own art form that you didn't realize was even present until that. So. Yeah, definitely. So that being said, what sort of advice would you give to prospective School of the Arts students? Oh, um, I think commitment is really important. No, 
know what your art's like. Really just immerse yourself in it and immerse yourself in growing as an artist and immerse yourself in finding all the small details because that's what art is. Art's a bunch of small details that are put together for a bunch of different ideas. And I think that if you're staying committed and you're staying passionate about your projects and about your art, and that's really what matters. You have to you have to maintain that, and maintaining that commitment is so important because that's how you grow as an artist. And yeah. So I think UNA creates an environment that's very very easy to do that. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, do you have anything you want to plug? Like, do you have any upcoming performances? Any websites? Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, so we have several performances this year. We have a new opera director this year, Dr. Eric Angerhofer. And he uh, he'll be doing an opera scenes work uh, opera scenes production later this semester. So it'll just be a collection of scenes and what we've been working on in class. Uh, we have a choir concert and I think a couple weeks. It's with the Shoal, uh Repertory Orchestra awesome. with UNA. Um, so that's really fun. I'm singing a solo in that. So oh, yeah. I got a really uh, really fun. We're doing a piece called The Chariot Jubilee by Nathaniel Dett, arranged by Jason Max Ferdinand. Uh, Jason Max Ferdinand, he is a like a choral celebrity, which, to be very fair, choral celebrities aren't that <laughs> that big because it's a very niche world. But having him come to university is just like ridiculous because yeah. at a um, the ACDA conference last no two years ago, no right before the pandemic, so three years ago. Uh, they performed at it and they were called the choir that broke ACDA (laughs) so it's just like it's ridiculous that he's coming to uh, work with us on it yeah that's really awesome yeah so that that concert's coming up Uh, I have my personal website personal social medias about uh, all that I'm doing I'll be applying for graduate school this year so you'll be able to see my videos that I post uh, on my website. So that's bsouthtenor.weebly.com. Or on Instagram, you can find me at my handle, bsouthtenor. And you'll find videos of me performing, videos of... I'm trying to think. It's pretty much it. It's just me performing, mostly. <laughs> so you'll find all those and... That's that's it. Yeah, his website was very instrumental in this episode. <laughs> so I'm glad you have one. All right. Is there anything else you want to discuss before we get into our final segment? I don't know. I think I think I've gotten everything I, I yeah. want to say. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So for our final segment, I started this. I don't we I don't have a name yet, but okay. I will come up with a name at some point. Uh, I'm going to ask you three questions. Okay. Okay. Cool. What is your favorite musical? Oh, my favorite musical? Yeah. That's a great question. We're expecting um, that, were you? No, I see. I, I love operas so much, yeah. and I feel like uh, an art, a musical that's like semi-operatic, but not necessarily. Uh, it gives me hints of opera. <laughs> is uh, Les Misérables? Yes, so it's a really wonderful show, and I really enjoy. I performed in it in high school, actually. Oh, cool! Who'd you play? I played uh, Marius, oh, so the love so cool. interest. I I really loved it. It's one of my favorite shows I've done. But if we're going for more modern op- more modern musical theater, I would probably say I, I listen to a lot of Mean Girls. I haven't seen Mean <laughs> Girls, but I love the show. It's so well written, and I think it's just a blast to listen it, to. It's a really great show. <laughs> I ha- I have a friend who is probably listening to this podcast who is like obsessed with it. So that's for you, Caleb. Enjoy. <laughs> um. So, what is your favorite? 
song or artist because i know favorite song is kind of yeah hard to narrow down especially for music people mm-hmm. uh is are we talking like popular music nowadays are we talking just whatever just whatever like you think this is my favorite what speaks to your heart okay um one at this moment i'll give you my popular music that i've been listening to i listen to a lot of different music but something i've gotten into since the wc handy festival we have in florence happened this summer was uh, Iron Horse. It's a bluegrass okay. bl- band that does covers of different gr- uh, does covers of different songs. Oh, that sounds cool. It's very interesting because you you wouldn't expect bluegrass to be integrated into a lot of this popular music, but it's stuff like Rocket Man by Elton John. Oh. They do some I think Led Zeppelin covers. So it's just like very eclectic stuff. It's really wonderful. Yeah, that's really cool. If we're going into like classical music, um, I've been listening to a lot of Die Schöne Müllerin. Uh, it's a song uh, song so- cycle by uh, Franz Schubert. It's really beautiful, and I'm doing part of those on my senior recital in the spring. So I've been digging into that a lot recently too. Yeah. Okay, that's really cool. <laughs> and this is this is the big one. I don't I don't know one. if you're prepared okay, for this one. Okay, I'm, I'm getting ready. Let's go. What's your go-to dance move? Oh, I'm really awkward when it comes to dance. <laughs> I am too. It's okay. You can probably like hear from most people in my life. You'll hear that like, yeah, he, he's a little bit awkward when it comes to dancing. It's funny because <laughs> I spent a lot of time in high school taking dance lessons and dancing in shows because I've done ballet in shows. I've done different styles of show choir, jazz, all these different types of dance moves. And I'm like, I should know how to. But I feel like my awkward little, like, <laughs> or, like, I'll be, like, goofy and do, like, the robot or something. Nice. <laughs> and I, it's not very me. <laughs> but it's, like, goofy and that's me, so. Yeah, that's right. Oh, man. I, I forget that people are listening to this. Not So I have to describe this. Um, It's kind of like fists in the air, but, like, they're very close, and you just kind of, like, pump one up at a time. Yeah, it's really goofy. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's me. <laughs> I tend to do super goofy stuff because I'm kind of a, a playful person, lighthearted. I like to live life and yeah. enjoy as many moments as I, I like can. asking that question because it always throws people off. Because <laughs> I wasn't they're like, expecting what, it. I'll what tell you that. does that mean? <laughs> I'm probably going to ask it every time, so maybe eventually people will be like, okay, i got to prepare. Uh, I know what it's to be prepared. <laughs> I like that. Like next time you'll come prepared with a dance movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for um, being here. I was going to say for agreeing to be our guest, but you're the person in charge yeah. of doing guests. So you just kind of. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm so glad that I was able to. I wasn't expecting to do this at any point, but I talked with Monica last week. And yeah. We, the guest we had scheduled wasn't available, so I was excited yeah. to be able to talk. And Yeah, I'm joking about it. He didn't just, like, say, hey, I'm your next, next guest. There there was a reason for it. Main he was character our... <laughs> syndrome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, actually been scheduled for the next three weeks. What? <laughs> but, yeah, thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed talking and just chatting about life. And <laughs> yeah, this has been very fun. I- I've enjoyed it, and I hope you have, too. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Soda Pop Podcast. Make sure to send any feedback to arts at una.edu or to the DMs of any of our social media. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, or even YouTube. We hope you enjoyed this episode and don't forget to join us next time.